going on? Welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show, and today we're getting back into the Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. See, guys, assets you don't have to follow. Let me give you a list, okay? Businesses that do not require your pr- uh, a presence of you to own them, but they are managed or run by other people. See, because if you have to work there, it's not a business. It becomes a job. Oh, yeah. See, I'm an old man. I'm telling you, that was in the first 30 seconds. You guys got something else coming. To, you guys got something good coming today. Whether you're listening to it on Sunday, Monday, Sunday, the 20, uh, what, 2030, 2040, 2050, 2060. By that time, this probably still will be pretty good. Who knows? It might change. But nonetheless, guys, a business that does not require you overlooking it. Stocks, very difficult, and bonds. I know it's something we still need to dive into. Completely agree. However, real estate. You know, I was talking to a student from Afghanistan, as a matter of fact. That's right. I had the special privilege of speaking to three students already within a one-week period from Afghanistan. They are marvelous human beings. I'm so proud of them, and I'm proud of their future endeavors and what they got going on in their lives. And he said, you know what, Arsenio? This is what people do in Afghanistan. I said, okay, tell me. What y'all do out there in Kabul? Kabul. It's not Kabul. It's Kabul. I know, man. Farsi is one hell of a language. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Anyways. She, oh, he, I can't remember. Was it she? Was it he? He, he, I remember he, because he said what they do, they buy the land, they buy the house, they rent it out. See, that's a business that does not require you overlooking it. Even if you do not want to, you know, look over the maintenance fees, the utilities, all that stuff, because guess what, man? Residents, sometimes they move in, they leave the fucking place like a a B&B, a goddamn mess. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's difficult because if they say, hey, I want a one-month, uh, one-year contract, they move out, man, the place is a fucking train wreck. See, but if you could hire someone to say, hey, man, you got to clean up all this shit, get it all ready, and uh, do your thing. Guys, I want, I want you to put it this way. I remember a big black guy named Les. I still call him big black man named Les. He was my first ever trainer, amazing individual. Man, I love him like I do my next breath. This guy is a massive individual. Saw him for the first time 11 years ago at this gym by the name of 24-Hour Fitness. Uh, oh, my God, man. These are good times, man. Good times when I used to live around there. Whew, back in Vegas. But nonetheless, Les, he went from being a personal trainer to selling homes. But who do you think owns the home? Does Les actually own the home? No, of course not. He's the guy. He's like, um, oh, my God. So when I first came into this condo, there was the buyer, the lesser, and then there was a witness. So the buyer of the condo is the guy that rents it out to me, but the lesser is the one that sold him the condo initially. Now, does the lesser actually own the condo? No, it's the property of, what is it, uh, you know, Aspire or property of Pruxa or IDEO, all these different name brand condominiums that are just blooming up everywhere. You know what I mean? So... To a certain extent, does Les own all of these houses? No, he sells it, and then he gets a percentage. That's it. But the one who actually built the house, they're the ones that are profiting big from it, right? Am I right? So, again, if you're the buyer of the house, if you just bought the house, you raised the house, and you said, all right, I need me a lesser. The lesser's going to get someone to buy it, and then da 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 I'll cut him a percentage, cut them a percentage. All I want to do is collect. That's it. The less is going to be in charge of getting all the utilities and fixing this up and doing this or the buyer, whatever it may be. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So, again, income generating real estate. Notes, IOUs. 
royalties from intellectual property. This could be music, scripts, obviously online courses such as what I'm doing. All right. Now, even when it comes to online courses, the first, I don't know, it was probably like the first week or so, I had about 36 people who had landed on my page. Now it's up to 100, but now it's about getting them to convert. Because then I came up with the second pronunciation course. So the first course has nearly 100 or has had nearly 100 people tune into that page. And my other course, 16. But now I need to convert them into buyers. Of course, I got a few buyers, but not that many. How can I turn that 100 people and half of them into buyers? See, it takes a long time and it takes a lot of research too. You know, thinking about, okay, what am I going to do with my product? You know, okay, I made this video in terms of what I'm going to be doing. I got this. I got that. Are they not buying because it's not long enough or this? or And again, these courses are only between $10 and $20, so it's not like it's expensive. If your course is worthy, they will buy it. So, royalties. Ebook. All right, still writing that up. I'm going to commit myself just like I'm committed to my pronunciation course number three to build that ebook every day at least give me 10 goddamn questions for each section that i've actually put on there because this ebook is going to be grammar then of course i'm going to come out with a a a reading ebook i'm going to come out with a listening ebook i'm going to come out with this ebook and that ebook and this ebook guys all of these are royalties these are going to accumulate over time i'm going to give you an even further one here you know what i did over the past probably two weeks right there was a specific blog it was called Season three, intonation and if clauses, okay? I know a lot of you are like, okay, what the fuck is that? It's all good. Just calm down. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to, of course, tell you what the fuck it is. And so it's basically pronunciation. Let's put it that way. But within one year, the blog had 980 views. Just that one blog had 980 views, right? So, of course, throughout that year, I could have said, you know what, man? I got to hurry up and build this up and you know, try selling a course for it or this or that. And next thing you know, probably within the first 26 days of today, that blog has 300 views in 26 days. Last year, it had nearly 1,365 days. In almost a month, I'm topping 325. Kind of crazy, right? So then what do I do from that? I said, okay, all right, so people are really tuning into that just as they've been tuning into the emotional bank account and a few other blogs. So I'm like, you know what? Let me build some micro courses for all of these. And let me put my pronunciation course as an advertisement on there saying, hey, guys, I see that you guys love this blog so much. You know what? If you're interested in the course and this, that, you could go on ahead and go here. Boom. So then I'm advertising consistently on there and it's in people's faces. And eventually, yes, someone is going to ask me for further details and we're going to go from there. But hey, it is working right now. Guys, that's royalties. That's me waking up and having woke up and some girl from Canada had bought my course. And I said, oh, my God, this is amazing. Someone who I've never spoken to trusted me with their money and they bought my course. That's how amazing it is. But now we got to keep on getting better. There's always room to get better. See, I'm kind of like, who's that guy? Brendan Bruchard. Bruchard, whatever. He always talks about, okay, what did I do today that I could have done better? How can I get better going from this point forward? So that's what you always want to ask yourself. And you know what? There was a quote in Robert Kiyosaki's book. He said, as a young boy, his educated dad had always encouraged him to find a safe job. But his rich dad encouraged him to begin acquiring assets that he loved. 
I'll give you a quote. If you don't love it, you won't take care of it. So again, what does Robert Kiyosaki does? He collects real estate simply because he loves buying buildings and land. He said he loves shopping for them. And he could look at them all day long. But uh, people like both you and I, we're like, eh. So again, if you don't love it, you won't take care of it. And when those problems arise, like they did in his life, the problems aren't or weren't so bad that it changed his love for real estate. They weren't that bad. But for people who hate real estate, they would end up dropping out of it. So if you do not like real estate or hate it, don't buy it. Don't get into it. There are a lot of people like such uh, Grant Cardone and other folks out there, the titans of the industry. You shove a lot of this real estate down people's throats, but do people really love doing it? Do people really love doing it? That's why there is there is a market for everyone out there. Gary Vee says, oh, you don't need a mentor. You don't need this. You don't need that. No, no. Everyone needs something. There's always a market. You guys probably didn't hear my rant that I did about Tony Robbins, but I got harassed by one of Tony uh, Tony Robbins' team members talking about, oh, you need to uh, put your put his links in your blog. I said, who the fuck? Are you paying me, motherfuckers? First of all, I don't know you. Second of all, what is Tony going to give me to put links in my of his in my blog? This is a useless blog right out of the tribe of mentors that I wrote literally three years ago. So why am I telling you this? It's because... I have no idea. But again, there is a market for everyone out there. A lot of you are like, oh, I don't know if I could be a life coach. I don't know if I could be this. I don't know if I could be that because there's already someone up there. It's kind of like this. I'm not going to get into stocks and bonds because Warren Buffett has, has conquered it all. I'm not going to build a MacBook because fucking Bill fuck Gates has conquered it all. That's dumb shit. It's kind of like I'm not going to drink water because the creator of water has already died. You know, do you understand how stupid you sound? There's a market for everything out there. So if we get back into the Robert Kiyosaki, he says he loves stocks of small companies, which is really interesting because I do believe that stocks of small companies rise quickly. Like at the beginning of the day, call uh, application called Line. See, if I had invested in Line back then, I would have profit. I would have profited significantly from then until now. If I knew what I was doing, and if I invested in those types of businesses, those outlets, it's kind of like Kobe Bryant. He said. Before I make an investment, I look at the company, I look at the entrepreneurs, I look at how hungry hungry they are, I look at their passion, I look at this, I look at that. See? That's the definition of an entrepreneur, not a corporate person. So again, you know, he used to look, uh, Robert Kiyosaki used to look at Standard Oil of California, all these different things. And so, guys, I mean, what can I say? What can I say about this? How can I sum this all up? Going back to the whole mind your own business thing, build that asset column strong. Once a dollar goes in, never let it come out. And I know a lot that I'd be contradicting myself and say, well, you know what? Your assets, you should be able to pay for your expenses. I absolutely agree 1000%. Now, a lot of, uh, you know, some people would say, oh, don't, don't take anything out until 65 or this or that with all these different funds and stocks and bonds, all that stuff that's out there. I'm talking about you will become a success if you get – if I were to get $700 US dollars with the royalties to cover my expenses every month, I'm a massive success. Remember, I was telling you about a friend that I have out here. 
And, you know, she bought me a wonderful, wonderful present for Christmas. Right? It's one of those uh, DJI uh, Osmo thingies. You know what I mean? Got to put that to good use, too. Got to get it repaired. Oh, my God. But nonetheless, she's like, oh, well, you know what? I know that, Yeah, I know you said it was expensive, but I bought this with the royalties that I got from Amway. See what I mean? And I said, do you understand how successful, do you understand how great that might have felt saying, oh, my God, it's because I profited from this. This is why this is working. This is why I have this money. This is why you have that present because I built my royalties on this side. See, that's it right there. See, once dollars begin to flow into that into that asset column, it becomes your employee. See, the best thing about money is that it works 24 hours a day, right? And it can work for generations. Keep your day job. Hey, I can't, I'm keeping my shit, right? And again, you know, there are places that I've applied to. And you guys have probably heard that in the short snippets and whatnot. And some of them are like, oh, well, you know, uh, we don't want to do this or uh, that. I'm like, okay, whatever. So keeping my day job, I said, I got to come up with something, like something that can keep me, keep me, I wouldn't say comfortable, but keep me intact. Be able to keep those expenses rolling in because December and January were horrible. So that's why I hit the ground running this year. I needed to build up those royalties and stop focusing on the little bullshit things. That's exactly what I ended up doing. And so now that these assets are building up, now that, you know, some people are probably, you know, paying for my services, my writing services and checking my writing and this and that, things are beginning to change now. And so as your cash grows and as my cash is growing, hey, if you're one of those people who want to indulge in luxuries, okay. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, my God, Jesus. Robert Kiyosaki, you talked about, you know, his wife buying a Mercedes-Benz, but she bought it with only her assets. See, she didn't buy it with any of her her income statement. Nope, she bought it with her balance sheet. Do you know how good that feels? And that's what I'm so excited about because if when when I'm able to buy a plane ticket and say, I made all of this money from this, Oh, that's when things get really, really interesting. So it's time to start pushing everything, people. So again, I'm going to leave you with this. The poor and the middle class buy luxuries with their own sweat. With their own blood. With their children's inheritance. See, but the thing is, the rich build that asset column first, and they buy it with their assets. That way they're never, ever going to be weighing in over their head. Just as, of course, the majority of poor and middle class are. So until then, people, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.